Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Thursday, February 15th, 2024. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz this week as he is away in Uganda. And we have some incredible pictures we're going to share with you today. I can't wait for you to see these. Um, The joy of the Lord is so evident in every one of these pictures. These were just recently taken um, by Steve and the team. There they are dedicating a new well. There's Steve uh, with his hat on and his his button down. And there's there's his wife, Doreen, right next to him in the blue. Um, And Mike, uh, Sally is in the white shirt and his wife. Lori and they're they they head all of this. Um, it's just amazing. So there they're dedicating a brand new well and all the beautiful faces of joy, just pure joy as the water comes out and runs forth. Look at all those kids. Oh, it's so awesome. And that is that just happened a couple days ago. So this is <laughs> throwing water up into the air, praising God. You know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And I think all of those thousands of words are praising God. It's just so awesome. It's so amazing. And this is what you are giving into every time you give. Uh, these wells are being dug every couple of days. So the joy that you're seeing in these photos is happening all over Uganda weekly by thousands of different people, the joy that they get to experience for having fresh water right to their village, no more walking for some people up to 10 miles a day to get water. And now it is right in the middle of their village. It's incredible. And without you, it would not be possible for any of this to happen. So thank you so very much. And I pray that these pictures blessed you. If you are one who's listening today and you've given any amount, or maybe you consistently give to help us uh, dig these water wells. I mean, that is just, it brings such a smile to my face to see that the fruit of giving into this is really, when we say, oh, you're changing lives, you really are changing lives. So again, Bless you guys. Thank you so much. I know Steve and Doreen and the team are just, they're having the time of their life experiencing God's goodness and hearing firsthand testimonies. And there is nothing like um, helping people who really, truly need it. So thank you so, so very much. We love you guys and bless you for giving. All right. My guest today is Krista Elijah. I'm so happy to have her back on She's going to be sharing some incredible and powerful visions with us today. She is the founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries. She is an author and a mentor. And Krista's heart like really burns with passion for people to experience the love of God and to be forever changed and then take what they've received from the Lord and give it away. So please help me welcome Krista Elijah. I'm so excited to have you back on the program. I know we were together a while ago, but I'm like, have my girl back. We can talk about millennial stuff. Right. <laughs> the, and and love. We're the love ladies, I think. Yes. Um, yes. Actually, I think the last time I was on with you was uh, 
it was Valentine's Day last year. So yeah, how appropriate that we're back. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. I can't believe it's already been a year. Time flies. I tell you what, it really does. Especially like, I feel like now that I'm a homeschool mom, it's it's flying even faster because there's just not enough hours in a day. Actually, speaking of Valentine's Day, yesterday, um, one of the assignments I had my son do was look up St. Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um and like do some research to find out why do we have Valentine's Day? And he has such a great story. Um, and it's the, I really feel that it's something that God is doing in our nation right now. Valent, St. Valentine, he healed a blind, do, a, a general, a Roman general's daughter um, from blindness. The Roman general got saved. Um, he So he was converting all these people in Rome when Rome was actually falling. But one of the things was, is that um, the Roman government wouldn't allow their soldiers to marry because they thought that it weakened their army. Mm -hmm. And so St. Valentine actually married Christians um, secretly and he was martyred for it. And I really believe that God is, is beginning to stir uh, people in his church right now to live and, and to be willing to die, to stand by their convictions and to stand by covenant and to stand by God's holy standards. And, um, yeah. And I even believe that as they do that, as they live by it, you know, and even be willing to like surrender, uh, comfort and surrender, you know, being understood that they're going to take the blinders off of people's mm-hmm. eyes so that they can see who Jesus really is. So that That's was a fun so little homeschool activity we did yesterday. What a fun homeschool activity. I mean, I know it's difficult to homeschool. Um, I did for a couple years ago with my son and my daughter. And I mean, I love to teach and like preach the word and and share in women's groups and do this. But when it came to teaching my children, let me just tell you, it was, it was not easy. It was like, you would think, okay, do this worksheet and this, but it wasn't easy. So there is such a special grace on moms or grandmas who homeschool and keep their kids or their grandkids home and do that. You know, we always hear about these great men and women of God who they opened mega churches and they, you know, they healed all the sick. And, but in God's eyes, he looks at the homeschool parent and is like, you are laying your life down because as you know, Krista, you can't, that's your time. Your time is now spent teaching and being there for your child and educating them. And when they're off at school, you know, that's your free time, but you're laying your life down to be an amazing mom, to be a teacher, to keep them and protect them from evil. And I think God's generals, we like to talk about, I think there's generals in heaven right now that no one ever heard about, no one knew about, but in God's eyes, they did what was right. And like St. Valentine, they laid their life down to do what was right, even though it was hard. And they did it anyways. And So shout out to everyone who has homeschooled or who is homeschooling because it is very, very difficult. And if you're graced to do that, 
what a blessing you are to your family. And Krista, you're you're such a blessing. I know your son, I, I read your, your testimonies of what your son does on Facebook. And it's just, it's so awesome because his life is the fruit of you raising him in Christ. And so it's awesome, but thank you. You know, it's funny because, um, man, God, I had a dream a few months ago that uh, I posted on Facebook that went viral and it was specifically about God releasing the grace for mothers to homeschool. Um, He's been really like this year, Mm -hmm. actually, the Lord told me when I was asking him, what are, what are we doing this year? You know, like, where are we traveling to? He, he actually said, I want you to commit yourself to your state, to Ohio. And I want to, I want you to commit yourself to your home and to your family. And he said, because Krista, real revival starts at home. And if it's not affecting Amen. your old, if it's not affecting your family, then it's not real. It, it's a false fire. And he wow. said, you can lead millions to, to me and your whole family will go to hell. He's like, and I want you mm. to begin to speak, like prophesy this message with your actions that you're going to commit yourself to your home and to your state. And so um, that's, I said yes to that. And I can see how God is bringing all this full circle now, but even the way like my son, he's 13 and um just the the stage that he's in in his development he's so prophetic the the child i tell you what like right now the lord is really dealing with purity like moral and 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 sexual purity in the church and i've been saying it and other prophets have been saying it that the window for people to deal with their stuff in secret with the lord is closing and we're going to see lots of exposure. And we have seen that. Um, But this is something that happens when the glory intensifies, uh, Mm. I believe, on on the church, is as the glory, as God's glory begins to intensify, um, even the hidden things come to light, you know? And so my son dealing with um, his, his body getting you know, being in practice to be a husband someday has been coming to me and has been confessing things to me. And it's been an amazing opportunity for me to be able to steward my son into purity and to Mm -hmm. teach him about marriage um, rather than to allow a school system, even if it's a private school, to disciple him in all the craziness that we have going on out there. I mean, even him being homeschooled, he's still hearing about the, you know, trans ideology and, um, you know, the pronoun stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to really instill in him what God's values are and Mm -hmm. why God made men and women, and he made them perfectly different because we both carry and offer different things. And, um, and he loves being a boy, you know? Um, and I'm very grateful that his, he has a dad that can talk to him about boy things and I can teach him how to be respectful of women and, uh, be a servant. And, but I, I think that that is, that is still happening. Like we're in this season. And that was part of 
you know, the vision that I had that I shared um, that I was going to share about today, but about God releasing a plumb line where he is getting things in our hearts into alignment. He's revealing the hidden things, the secret things, um, even the, the, the um, motivations of our heart. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Um, that's been a huge thing that I've been searching my own heart. Like I was, I was just praying and crying out to him, like, God, I, I don't, I don't want to be about you because you're a business. I want to be about you because you are my only thing. Like you're the love of my life. Um, and you're not it, like, um, it's not just a career to talk about you. Like you are my everything. You're my all. And so would you make sure that all the inner workings of my heart and all the motivation of my life, it, it is all an act of worship and, and, um, to you, you know, to, to bring you pleasure. Um, and I think that it's really important for us right now to recognize that this season of like conviction, um, and exposure and rather than, you know, look at the the falling of others, you know, ask for God's mercy, because if not for the blood, you know, there we go. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like, and, and ask him like, Lord, is there anything in me that could, that could potentially lead to that place? And would mm. you please prevent me from getting there, you know, um, yes. search me and know me, reveal any way of wickedness in me and lead me back nice. to your path of life. And, um, so when I start seeing, especially like leaders in the body of Christ, like fall, you know, um, I begin to pray not just for them, but it, the fear of the Lord comes on me and draws me into the secret place and says, Oh God, like, you know, please, will you show me anything in me? I don't, cause, and it's not even about me. It's about making sure that my witness for him is, is pleasing and is accurate. You know, like yeah. I don't want to do anything. I don't want anything in my life that would cause me to misrepresent him. Mm -hmm. I, I want to finish well. And I think that unless we as a whole, get to that place where we're constantly allowing him to inspect us rather than us, you know, trying to be calling out the log in someone else's eye. Um, that's when he's going to begin to give us authority to disciple um, people on a large scale. And so I mm -hmm. think that that's the thing that God is doing right now, too, is that there are lessons that are being taught to people individually through painful processes. And, mm -hmm. and as we lean into the hard stuff right now, and as we lean into the being uncomfortable and we lean into the humbling and the pain, um, God is going to anoint us with a fresh message um, for us to be able to disciple others through their own process. Um, and that's extremely hopeful, you know, mm -hmm. it's so hopeful. I, it's one of my favorite things about having a relationship with the Lord is that he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his good purpose. 
So mm-hmm. every bad day, he actually told me um, one time, he said, Krista, every bad day actually turns into a blessed day when you give that day back to me, when you, mm. give, when you give the pain back to me, when you, when you surrender your need to know why bad things happen to good people and you just trust me in the yes. process. Don't, when you give it to me and don't put me on trial, mm-hmm. you know, like don't accuse me of not being a good God. Um, that's, that's right. What, that's what Satan did. Um, he accused God first. Oh, if God, you know, God just doesn't want you to be like him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he put a false um, accusation on God and God's character and his goodness. So we don't, we don't want to question God's goodness. We stay rooted and grounded in that. And that's when God releases blessings. Yes. So good. And one thing you said, I think I want to touch on again, is that you said, when I see like things happen in the body of Christ, right? Like leaders, major leaders fall or have issues where um, there's big exposure going on. You're like, immediately, it's like the fear of the Lord hits you as someone who leads or ministers, or even if you have a small Bible study group, because any of us at any time can make a wrong decision and the temptation that the enemy brings, you know, remember when the enemy said to Peter or Jesus said to Peter, the Satan's come to sift you like wheat. Mm -hmm. I think he still sifts us (laughs) like wheat. And Jesus like, I prayed for you. And of course he restored Peter. But, you know, when Ananias and Sapphira fell, it said the whole um, village went they had great fear come on the village. And it was like when someone fell and there was judgment, the fear of God was a result of of that. And I think that's a beautiful lesson to learn from scripture and you apply it to your life. And I try to apply it to mine too. And I, I feel a similar way. And I think we all should. And I think it's healthy to go before the Lord and say, God search me. And I think that's, that's gotta be like one of the hardest prayers though, Krista, like, cause it's, it's like introspection of your heart. Like, even though God knows everything anyways, cause he's omniscient, he knows all things still just, that's gotta be one of the hardest prayers to like genuinely be like, God search me mm-hmm. and change me. Yeah. But it's the most beautiful prayer but it's one of the hardest prayers. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. But um, like you said, there's just so much blessing in all of that. And, and, and um, and it's so like, it's worth it, you know? Um, yes, absolutely. I, mean, I am a firm believer that prophecy, prophetic ministry should be transformational. And, you know, if we are just going to the Lord to take from him and we're not coming to actually give him something in return. That sounds like a very one-sided relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I don't want my relationship with him to be like that. I want it to be reciprocal. Um, Yeah. And when we come to him and we're like laying ourselves out, being totally exposed, you know, like come and look at me and tell me like, is there anything that needs to be cleansed? And then cleanse me with your light Mm -hmm. and with your love. Um, 
we shouldn't be leaving the secret place without transformation taking place. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Right. I totally agree. So every, that's why I, Jeff Tharp, which sport and Elijah Fire. Okay. I, Elijah Fire, and, sure. Um, New merch. It, it is like <laughs> totally my colors and it's very good quality. I'm very impressed. So love it. You should go to the Elijah stream store and get you a Elijah fire t-shirt. Um, but it, Jeff Tharp actually said one time, Krista, a lot of the words that you get, you actually end up doing like something like bringing them to pass. And that's because love is an action word. Prophecy is supposed to be transformational. And so if, if God is speaking to me something, I don't just want to be like, okay, well, I get this and I'm releasing it. Sometimes it can be that way, but I want to ask him, God, is there any part of this that you actually are inviting me to partner with? Like, are you inviting me into helping others receive transformation from this word? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm so excited actually about this particular word that God gave me because it's about this um, the season that we're in, and it's about the the anointing of the mothers. Um, last year, the Lord actually, I was speaking at a conference in Columbus, Ohio, and a prophetic artist came up and she gave me um, a painting. I have it on my wall because I look at it every day and I pray into it. But it's the state of Ohio with a tomb door rolled away over Columbus, and it says, "Call forth the Marys," and wow. um, then I was like, God, what do you, how, you know, what does this mean? I mean, you know, I have the women's movement, which we have several women's events coming up this year that are going to be absolutely epic leading up to um, the million women on the mall that I've seen that you've had Lou and Jenny on. I'm going to be partnering with them to rally all of my warring women of Zion to be there too. Um, But this, this word that God gave me is really about the Marys. It's, it's about the women who are willing to be um, used by God to give birth to a Jesus movement. Mm. Um, And I just feel like the tingles, (laughs) like all over (laughs) me, like the electric of God, like all over Mm -hmm. me when I say that, Um, you know, I I believe that we are in a season right now of no more delay. when I went into this vision, it actually started, God, so I'm a seer. And pretty much what that means is that I have visions or they're like dreams that you would have, but you're awake. Mm-hmm. And, um, How long point- has that been happening for you? Did that start happening where you would have these visions um, after you were saved or Cause I've heard lots of different people explain, um, being a seer and what it's like and this, how was that for you? It started when I was a kid. Um, like, I mean, really, really young. And it's so funny because my mom loved to take naps and I did not like to take naps. I was always hyperactive and didn't want to lay down, but I really wanted to make her happy. And so I would lay down, I would toss and turn. And ever since I was little, I've been able to see angels and demons. And, 
you know, when a demon was in the room trying to harass me or when I just couldn't sit still, mom would turn on some like, you know, Inya, which was soaking music, you know, like calming music, you yes, know, calm you down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she would be like, Krista, just roll over and close your eyes and focus on your breath. And then you just, you just pray and ask Jesus to show you what he's doing and ask Jesus to come be with you. And so my mm-hmm. mom, not realizing what she was doing was actually teaching me in the spirit, how to engage with Jesus. And then Jesus would show up and he would start taking me places. So I would start traveling in the spirit. Um, he would, you know, take me into heavenly encounters. I didn't have any like little brothers or sisters at the time. So there were times that he took me to heaven. And I just remember playing with other kids in heaven and swim, swimming in the river of life or um, wow. stuff like that. Oh you know? Yeah, it's incredible. It was. And like, and I would come back and I would tell my mom all of the things that I experienced. And she would think that I was just having dreams, but I wasn't asleep. I was moving the whole time. She was the one that was asleep. Um, <laughs> so um, even, and that continued all the way up into, you know, my teenage years until I really mm-hmm. ran away from the Lord. And mm-hmm. when I ran away from the Lord, um, then, and started practicing in the occult, literally, cause I was mad at God. I was trying to reject wow. him. Um, the enemy hijacked a lot of my gifts. And then once I got saved and gave my life back to the Lord, um, and then was, you know, filled again with the Holy spirit, that was when it started happening again. And so I remember first being saved and like, every time I I'm in worship, I end up having visions. Um, and I can feel atmospheres. I can feel it, this sounds really crazy. I can either see or I can feel what people are thinking. Um, wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Can you shut, can you kind of shut it off though? Like, you know, can you maybe not let yourself, um, like, I don't, you know, um, can you kind of be like, um, kind of ignore I, the unction? Uh, I, I could. And okay. And I have done that in the past when it's gotten really overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. But then what I noticed was that I ended up having to repent because it's the, the gift of discerning of spirits and mm-hmm. it's rejecting a certain communication, like a certain way that the Lord wants to speak to you. Yeah. Um, and then when it's turned off. And you're like, I'm sorry, God. Yeah. Well, it's because you're <laughs> despising it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, I do. It, and so what I have learned to do is number one, I've asked God to give me emotional intelligence, like give me spiritual intelligence, but give me emotional intelligence. And, um, you know, it, will you murder my pride <laughs> and my ego? Um, and you know, keep me in a place where I am unoffendable. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you know, while it is happening, invite the Holy Spirit to um, to help you know what to do with what you're experiencing, if that makes sense. So like, 
if I'm experiencing a lot in an environment, I will, Mm -hmm. you know, rebuke the enemy um, and anything that he might be trying to communicate to me. And then I'll ask the Holy Spirit, okay, so if I'm feeling depression or I'm feeling anxiety in this person Mm -hmm. or uh, whatever it is, or in this atmosphere, what do you want me to do with it? Because if you're communicating this to me, then it's not for no reason. And it's always, always that he wants me to release his spirit into the atmosphere. He wants me to release his peace. He wants me to release his joy. He wants me to release um, encounters with him into the atmosphere. Sometimes he'll have me go into like TJ Maxx or, you know, Walmart or whatever. And, and literally I'll be feeling all the things and it's, he'll lead me to a person in an aisle that I'm supposed to minister to. <laughs> and then all the stuff breaks because they got deliverance. Um, wow. So um, it's, it's an interesting life, but I, I love it. And I, I don't want to <laughs> shut it off. Um, right. Yeah. So you've had it for a long time. And so I when know. you go into worship, when, when you go into worship, is that when, cause we're going to talk first about, um, let's talk about the no more delay word. Um, how did that vision come about for you? So I was just here in my room. I have my, I call it my rocket ship, but it's a rocking recliner chair. Um, and I just sit back in that and prop myself up and I just do contemplative prayer. So I took, I turn on music that's, you know, light and instrumental. And I just begin to pray in the spirit. I'll worship the Lord. I'll thank him. I don't go to him trying to get something. I actually am coming to him wanting to give him myself. Mm -hmm. And um, then I ask him questions. And one of the questions that I ask is, God, what are you doing in the nations today? Or what are you excited about that's happening in the nations today? And um, that was what I was praying when I actually had this encounter. And he's like, okay, well, I'll just show you. Let me show you what I'm excited about in the nation. And he took me to all of a sudden I'm standing on a beach Mm -hmm. and um, I saw this giant angelic messenger um, with his face shining like the sun. And he had a rainbow, full circle rainbow around his head. And um, I heard trumpets and I heard, um, you know, voices from heaven. And then he turned his head and he let out like a roar. And I watched the roar, like the sound be released over the nation and the waters. So it was not just our nation, but it was the nations of the world. And it like released this ripple effect over everything. And then I heard um, this voice from heaven say, no more delay. And mm-hmm. I, I knew that that was in revelation. Um, and I got this feeling. So, cause there's things when you're in these encounters, you feel them and you know them. And mm-hmm. then there are things that like actually have to be spoke to you. Um, I don't know why, but it's just what happens. <laughs> it's very interesting, but uh, I knew in my spirit that it had to do with our nation. It had to do with prophetic words coming to pass. I knew that it had to do with the elections. I knew that it had to do with um, Trump's second uh, 
term in office coming to pass, but it also had to do with revival. It also had to do with some prophetic words from Bob Jones, specifically mm. about um, the billion soul harvest and um, a, a train of God's glory and about um, a an influx of people, rainbow people, the LGBTQ community coming okay. into the kingdom. Um, no more delay. God is after that community. He is, he is, he is, his heart is burning for them to, to come into the fullness of knowing who he is. And so this is a fullness of time for mm -hmm. these prophetic words to, to come to pass and be birthed. Um, but it is also a time where God is about to reveal his seven fold spirit. So the rainbow is actually a reflection of his manifold wisdom. If you look that up in scripture, the word manifold actually means multicolored. Cool. So yeah, multi, his multicolored, multifaceted wisdom and the fullness of his character and nature and the spirit of the fear of the Lord being, um, being a, a, a major emphasis on this season. It's interesting because um, I kept seeing the spirit of the fear of the Lord as the color indigo and mm -hmm. indigo of the colors. It's, it's the only color out of the seven colors of the rainbow that is a tertiary color, meaning that it's on another tier because it takes two primary color or two colors to make a tertiary. So it's a heavenly color. And I believe that it has to do with God's holiness. So because, mm -hmm. and, and also his royalty, so his kingship and his grace. Um, and, you know, it's funny in the LGBTQ flag, there isn't an indigo color. They, they actually, I researched it. The man that commissioned the LGB flag, um, mm -hmm. the company that he used did not have indigo ink. So, so the LGBT flag is really a six colored flag. It's not seven. Mm -hmm. and six is the number of man. Yes. I always found that so, uh, such a sign of like, you know, not only did the enemy take that, you know, it's a covenant of God made that he'll never flood the earth, the whole earth again. Right. And then they twist it, the message of it, but then they take it away, the uh, indigo away. Mm -hmm. And it's, and now there's six. And like you said, six is the number of man. It's all these, because God uses signs, he's signs in the heavens, rainbows, a sign in the heaven after it rains. Right. And it is such a sign to us, you know, it is. So when I see the rainbow and when we see the rainbow, because scripture says that everything in creation reveals the character and attributes of a hidden God. When we see the rainbow, it's God saying, I want you to see the fullness of who I am, you know, I, and, and the beauty of who I am as light, you know, and um, so that's what it's supposed to be. So the rainbow has never belonged to the enemy. He is, he's a thief and he's a counterfeit. He's a liar. So one, we need to, I, I even think that teaching in regards to the sevenfold spirit and the colors um, mm -hmm. And the prophetic meaning of colors is is going to minister a lot to that community um, to bring them into repentance and holiness. But 
so yeah, there's like this, the angel I knew it's like God saying it's time. It's the fullness of time. There's about to be um, a roar that is released from heaven that is going to reverberate around the nations of the world. And we are going to see the fruit of what is going to come from this. And um, it's really, really very exciting. One of the big things that I felt like the Lord uh, wanted me to to speak about was um, in this vision, I actually saw the heavens give birth to these sparks of revival. And I saw these mm. embers of revival and and what these embers were, it was actually the intercession of Jesus for the church in this hour. And um, that he is he is looking for those who he can actually mark and brand their hearts with this fire. And uh, it is a it is a humble, <laughs> a humbling uh, that I feel God is calling us to right now. And that's even why we're in this season of like purification and confession and um, things coming to light, God revealing things that we need to we need to get delivered from. But one of the things that is going to war against this revival is going to be the spirit of pride. Mm. Um, and uh, one of the things that, you know, if you look at the book of Revelation, there is like the 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 constellation of the virgin who gives birth and then there's a dragon that comes and tries to devour the baby i i feel mm -hmm. like i feel like we are at the literally we are at the crowning of a jesus movement that is that is getting ready to be birthed and and i feel strongly from the lord that the church absolutely has to be purified from all manner of pride. Um, God resists the pride, the proudful, and he exalts the humble. And um, yeah, it's the LGBT, what do they do? They march in pride, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So I believe that as the church because we are the forerunners, right? Like we're the mm -hmm. ones that we either allow or we disallow. We're the ones with the keys that say, okay, we're going to let this be this way or no, we're not going to let it come in and be this way. Mm -hmm. As the church gets their hearts right before the Lord and we aren't, um, how do I say this? We aren't preaching righteousness from a heart that is postured in self-righteousness. Mm. But we are preaching righteousness from the position of a heart that is rooted and grounded in Christ and understands um, our need for the blood, our need for the grace of Jesus Christ. And we're preaching righteousness for the sake of Christ and his cross and not just because we're right. Right. Yep. Totally. That that is going to be what is going to um, release a spirit of the fear of the Lord over mm -hmm. the nation. Um, that is going to bring a wave of conviction mm -hmm. um, over those who are being prepared uh, to receive salvation. 
So do you think that people who recently have been like in their alone time with the Lord, they've been feeling like, wow, God's really been uh, (laughs) bringing it to me, right? Like you get alone with God and you know that the Bible says he disciplines those he loves. And you know, Chris, of the discipline of the Lord, I do. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And or you'll be reading the word and it's just like, <gasps> ouch, right? Because yeah. it's God like piercing through your heart with the word. So people who've been having that recently, yeah. I think that they're right. They're experiencing, they're actually experiencing what God is preparing them for. And what you're sharing right now is what it is to come. It's for holiness. It's to lead others into true righteousness, which is not a legalistic type of thing, but it's only done by his spirit. Absolutely. And, you know, he's taken me through a lot um, of, you know, repentance just recently. I mean, there were things that I didn't realize were in my heart. And Mm -hmm. when, when God revealed them to me and they were like, even I wouldn't say they were good things, but specifically the things that he's dealing with are, are like rebellion to his commands that he has not changed. Like he Mm. has not changed his commands. They are still holy. Um, He says, I don't change. We, I want to encourage every single person on this broadcast to go and read the book of Malachi front to back, read it. And as you read it, do not read it as if you are, um, as if God is talking to somebody else, you read it as if God is speaking to you. Mm, Because that book, the book of Malachi is the one that precedes the birth of Jesus. We're in this season. It's a Malachi season where the mm. Lord is dealing with the priests. We are the priests, the, his house, the remnant, right? Um, we are the awakened ones. We're the ones that are called to serve him and to minister to him. He is dealing with the priests. The whole book of Malachi is dealing with the priesthood and the way that they offered um, subparts, you know, uh, sacrifices to him mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they um, they robbed him of the tithe and you know, the tithe is Jesus expected us to pay that. It goes to our local church. Um, and really it's the only place in scripture where we see God say, Hey, I'm going to test you. I'm going to send my, my purifying fire to test you. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to put you on trial, which is so interesting. This is in chapter three. He says, I'm going to send my messenger and I'm going to send my fire to test you and to refine you like silver. And then he says, I am going to put you on trial. So God is so good. He releases a wave of his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and fire to purify us, Mm -hmm. to get rid of the dross. It's actually his presence on us, intensifying on us that leads us to repentance. That's that's Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's job. And so if you've been feeling that in, in the secret place, it's actually because the proximity of his spirit is increasing on your life so that you can, can one, be free from the things that hurt you and hurt others and keep you separated from knowing the fullness of who God is, 
but also so that you can bring others into knowing him fully. Um, so those, those are the, the ones that he is looking for, um, that he can trust to carry what is being birthed in this hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, you know, the next thing I really wanted to speak to, um, the, the mamas and like what I saw these, these prisoners of, of love or warriors of love and, um, and to call forth the Marys, because that is exactly what I saw in this vision. And, um, so I, I literally saw these, the, the heavens give birth to what looked like fireworks. And it was, um, the prayers of Jesus over a generation um, that he was looking for somebody to say yes to. And um, they were like Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and so I saw these embers fall in a light show and they were like seeds and they landed in the hearts of these women. And, you know, Mary, she was positioned she was walking in, in moral and spiritual purity, and she counted herself as nothing more than a humble servant, you know, and she was willing to pay any price to give birth to what God wanted in the earth in the hour that she was in. And it's so interesting when you look at the comparison between Mary, Jesus's mother, and you look at Zachariah, who was the father of John the Baptist, mm -hmm. and you see the difference between their questioning. I have to say this. See, Zachariah, he said, you know, he he was mocking in disbelief, like mm -hmm. how did this happen? My, you know, we're whatever. And so because of his unbelief, the angel said, well, you're going to be struck silent. You're not going to be able to talk now because you're not going to talk against, you're not going to speak against this thing that the Lord wants to birth in the earth. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But then you see Mary and when she asked the angel, how could this happen? Because I've never known a man. Mm -hmm. Right. It was from a different place. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an, ins an insistence on like having answers or from a place of unbelief. It was from a place of shock and amazement. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be prepared because my heart already says yes. So how, how will this happen? What do I need to do to partner with this word that, that I can carry um, a, a, a movement of salvation in our generation and, and ultimately for the whole world, right? And, um, I saw these, these Marys, you know, and Mary was young. She was just a girl. She's probably between the ages that they say 13 and, and 16. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was so much that she was risking when she said yes. One, she knew that not only was she betrothed and she was probably planning her wedding. She was probably excited about having a wedding. And, um, she realizes I'm going to be pregnant. Um, in my culture, 
people are going to look at me as if I'm a woman of ill repute. Mm -hmm. Joseph might not want to marry me now. And depending on where I'm at in my pregnancy, I might not be able to have a public ceremony. Mm. She could have been stoned. Like there could have been, there were all of these very scary, very real things that could have happened to her that were going to, and by her saying, yes, she knew her whole life was going to change. But she said, be it unto me, Lord, as you have said. Yeah. Right. Where are the women in this nation who are willing to say whatever the cost, be it unto me, Father, as you have said, I'm willing to allow my heart to burn for what you want to do in this nation, in this generation, in this hour. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I believe that as we position ourselves in that place and we begin to ask the Lord, whatever needs to change in us, you know, when, when you're preparing to get pregnant, when you're purposely preparing mm -hmm. to get pregnant, you, you start to do things differently with your body. There yeah. might be medication, things that you take into your body that you stop taking. Yep. There might be vitamins that you do start taking, you know, um, yep. you also begin to track times and seasons, right? Right. There are, yep. there are things that you do to set yourself up to have a successful pregnancy and you position yourself in intimacy with your husband mm -hmm. to receive what you need to get pregnant. Yep. The, the season that we are in right now, mothers, mamas, is that season. You, you mm. women out there, you are in a position right now where if you're going to the secret place and God is convicting you of things, it's because he's saying, hey, I want you to get this out of your life or I want you to put this into your life. I want you to be healthy in your inner man so that you can carry the seed of revival that I desire to put in you. And, mm -hmm. and this is going to not just be revival. It's going to be a revolution. It is going wow. to completely revolutionize our nation. Um, and, and it is going to be dangerous to all opposing powers. Wow. Come on. Like it, he, it is a revolutionary movement where it's not just going to be revival or reformation. It is going to be both. It is going to be a complete Amen. overtaking of demonic systems and demonic agendas. And Amen. it is going to be supernatural. It's not going to be anything that we can do in our own efforts. And I think that it's so important that we know that, yes, there are prophetic words and yes, we vote our convictions, right? Um, because mm -hmm. I, I believe that the ballot box identifies who your God is. And right. So we need, Christians need to be voting this year as we're in an election year. Um, yeah. Convictions, but we also need to know that there is a thing that God is doing right now that is going to be supernatural um, in bringing in a wave of the fear of the Lord and mass conviction over a generation that leads people to cry out, God, what must I do to be saved? Um, I saw these merry women and as they received the invitation from the Lord, be it unto me, Lord, as you've promised, 
I saw this oil coming upon them and it was mm-hmm. an oil that was a blending together of the second great awakening, the Hebrides revival, Azusa Street, the Toronto blessing, Brownsville and the Jesus people movement. So it wasn't, it was, it's something we've never seen before, but it had all of these elements in it because it's going to be a multi-generational move of God. Um, And it, it created a completely new movement that was poured out like honey and fire. And then I Mm. saw these women combust into flames and they turned into what looked like stars, like supernovas. And they reminded me of um, Captain Marvel from the, you know, Marvel movies. And um, they were radiant, clothed in light. The Lord led me to Proverbs 21, 22. It says, a warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. And um, I really believe, uh, Kelsey, that this year, um, as we are, you know, being called to this million women on the national mall, DC is a high place in the spirit realm. And I believe that God is calling these women, these stars, these Esters, the name Esther means star. He's calling Esters to rally at their state capitals and to rally in Washington, DC to build an altar of prayer. You know, when you go into Mm -hmm. labor, it is a travail. It is a, and there is, as we gather in our state capitals and we gather at on the National Mall in DC, we are going to give birth to this movement of, of um, righteousness in our nation. Praise God. Um, and not only that, but but these women are going to be anointed with such wisdom that they are actually going to be able to disciple the harvest that is coming in. God's going to trust them to love and to comfort. You know, when a father leaves a household, um, the mother has to leave to support the family. So, and so uh-huh. they're not only left without the voice of a father to speak identity and correction, but they're left without this, the voice of a comforter and a nurturer. And this generation needs mothers to, to come forward to nurture um, these kiddos that are in confusion and rebellion because they've only ever heard correction, but they've never had the voice of a lover, of a mother, of a nurturer, of a comforter speak love and comfort over them, which opens our hearts up to receive correction. Mm-hmm. That's why God is is calling the mothers right now. Mm-hmm. That's why there is a thing on women in this hour because we're we're going to release comfort and teaching that leads to correction and repentance over a rebellious generation. Wow. I see um hubs like which are going to start in houses. It's mm-hmm. you know the homeschool mom thing like this huge vacating of the the public um, school system or the government school system. I, the dream that I had was not just about moms homeschooling their kids, but it was about their houses being homes for the gospel, where they were yeah. house churches and apostolic centers where everybody in a small group setting is learning the ways of God and learning how to operate in the spirit of God and then taking mm-hmm. it into their their spheres of influence. And And I saw that 
out of that place, as these women rise up in this, um, that there was, um, I saw the Garden of Eden. I actually saw a tree and I knew Mm -hmm. it was in our nation. There was this tree of life planted in our nation. And um, the Lord spoke to me, Isaiah 55, and it's, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come and take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You'll enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you'll find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. I will also command nations you do not know and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey because I, the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel have made you glorious. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will never, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. And, and so I saw this was the word that the Lord was speaking over the mamas, over these women. Awesome. And, um, I watched the nations, the sick and the hungry come and eat fruit from this tree. And it was so funny. There was actually an angel standing there and I'm looking at this because, you know, seers, it's like movies in your head, um, or in the spirit. But I saw this, this tree with all this fruit on it. And I'm like, oh, I look again. And the tree had a bear's face. And I'm like, that's strange. And then I turn and I was literally startled out of this encounter by an angel looking me in the eyes and saying, mama bears fruit, (laughs) like mama bears fruit. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. And so this is the hour mama bears to bear fruit. Mm. To receive the seed in the secret place, receive the scroll, the message, the seed in scripture that it comes from in the Greek is sperma. It means seed. Mm-hmm. Rhema, rhema is a seed word. Mm. There are seed words in the place of intimacy right now for the Esters, for the Debras. For the mother, the mothers, the Marys, okay, Mm -hmm. to receive from the Lord and to ask him to, to set your heart on fire for what is burning in his heart for our generation. That's good. Yes. And as we do, we are going to bear fruit that is going to feed the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt for the broadcast. Cause I know like it's three 
did you want to ask anything or did you have anything that you were getting? No, that was so good about all the Marys. And I mean, it's so encouraging. It's so encouraging because I just think, you know, when God gave, chose Mary and used her and she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and she bore the Son of God. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. You know, that was something she was chosen to do. And like God, God came and fulfilled. So not only did he choose her, he then gave her everything she needed to fulfill that. And then he was there to announce it. And like, I just think of for all the women watching, I just think, you know, Mary had a specific thing that God had her to do. And God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And God will have something specific for you to what he's called you to do and what you can handle and where you are in life. And, you know, I just think it's amazing how God is and how loving he is and his plans and his purposes for our life. They all intertwine together because we're a body. So they all, they're, they're all intertwined together, but yet everything is so specific to each person. And I just, it, it reminds me that I'm in awe of God again, as I hear stuff like the words he's given you and what he's shown you, I'm again in awe of God because of his love for us and his care for us and his plans for us and his destiny for us. I mean, I'm just, again, in awe of God, what you're doing and what we're going to see and how you're using us and how you know everyone, you know every second of everything, you know every hair on every head, you know every star in the sky. It's just, it's God is so amazing and so much bigger than I think even you and I and everyone can comprehend. We can't comprehend, but yet he he makes it so he gives us an assignment that we can see it's God. We know it's God. Okay, God, I know this is you. I know this is a door you've opened. I know you're having me watch the show today because this is stuff that I've been feeling and and stuff I've been thinking about. And he's he's so interwoven into our lives and the day to day things. It's just, I mean, God is so wonderful, and this is an exciting time that we're living in, and. I think it's just going to continue to ramp up in excitement because we're seeing like scriptures come to life. I mean, so many people you talk to is like, we're living, these are Bible times. We're seeing, you know, the Bible come to pass. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel uh, the, the spirit of, of prophecy on me right now that if you are listening to this word that it God's word has gone out as a seed living and active to perform what he desires it to send and then I feel that there is a invitation for everyone on this broadcast to begin to press into the secret place and mm-hmm. and ask God questions and the main question you know that God gave me to ask in this in this season and and showed me these women asking was I, I saw, you know, there was a movement of um, launching prayer hubs all over the nation and, and prayer precedes revival historically. We know that. But what I see happening, Kelsey, is 
the the cry of an era that says god make me a house of prayer is going to mm-hmm. shift to god make me an answer to your prayer make me an answer to your prayer we cannot stay silent and hiding in the prayer closet anymore. We have to begin to cry out to heaven and ask God, how can I, what are you praying over my life? What are you praying over my children today? Jesus, the one who lives to make intercession for us. What are you interceding over my life, over my children? What are you interceding over my ministry? What are you interceding over my nation today, God? And how can I partner with you? Would you make my life an answer to your intercession, Jesus? Not just that I hear your intercession, or I'm repeating what you're saying in intercession, but can you move my life? Will you position me, God, to actually go out into the world and to activate what your intercession is? God, you're not just looking for people to give you lip service. You're looking for people whose lives are transformed and are an act of worship, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. And so I just... uh, want to pray that I just break spiritual apathy off of the church right now, spiritual Mm -hmm. apathy off of women right now where you have, you know, gotten confused or you've been drawn into uh, just living your life in monotony. You were made for more than monotony and, and a mediocre existence. You were made for the fullness of God's spirit to reside on the inside of you. You are an Esther. It doesn't, whoever you are, you're listening to this and you've questioned whether or not you are an Esther. If you are in love with the Lord and you have set yourself apart to be a woman of righteousness or to be set apart in intimacy with him, and that is what you live for, you are an Esther. Absolutely, you are an Esther. And I am saying you were born for such a time as this. It is time for you to step into the courts. It is time for you to use your voice, not just you have been using your voice in the secret place unto your king. Now it is time to go before the kings and the courts of man to be a voice. It is time, woman of Zion, warring woman of Zion. It is time for you, mama bear. It is time for you, ladies, to come forth and begin to release a roar. And and I even feel that that angel, the the Revelation 10 angel that was crowned with a rainbow, that, that the roar that he was releasing was to break spiritual apathy off of the bride. And we need to ask God, would you set our hearts on fire for what is burning in your heart for this generation? Will you make me a solution to the problems that I am seeing in the world around me that break your heart? Will you use me to bring salvation to a lost and confused generation, God? We cannot be silent. This is not the hour to be silent. This is the hour to release the bridal roar across the nation and in every high place. This is the hour, even as I'm wearing an Elijah fire t-shirt today, hallelujah, that we are to be in the high places and we are to call down fire to burn up the prophets of Baal, the messengers of Mm. Baal, that the purifying fire would come and release a wave Mm. of conviction over these false prophets so that Mm. they would repent and give their lives to Jesus. We're going to see that happen in all seven mountains of influence, but it is going to take the mamas 
meeting with God in the mountain of intimacy in the secret place, and then going mm. out to climb the mountains of influence and take their place to roar over mountains of influence. Mm. We're not this, God told me, and you know, a couple years ago when he told me Roe v. Wade was going to overturn, he mm -hmm. said there has been an outcry from heaven and that moving forward, silence would be counted as sin. We are in the, the decade of the mouth. We have got to use our mouths. Amen. Yes. So Amen. I bless your mouth to speak life, to use your voice. And if you guys, if you're listening and you're not familiar um, to with uh, the, the million women on the mall, you can Google that. Um, I'm in Ohio. I'm calling the Ohio women to come to the state capitol on uh, April 13th to meet me there at the capitol in Ohio. And there then, it is, a millionwomen.org. Yes, that's it. And also, I am calling the Marys to meet me um, preceding the, the million women on the wall, the mall to, uh, my next women's summit in August. And the Lord has told me this is the rise of the champion bride. Whoo, my God, <laughs> to come be healed from your trauma yeah. and from your wounds to, to encounter God in a powerful way to be awakened to first Amen. love and be revived so that you can go home and you can release the spirit of revival into your household. Amen. And this is, this is all things leading up to the million women on the mall on the day of atonement in October. So which wow. is my daughter's birthday. Oh, um, how awesome. <laughs> So how appropriate, you know what I mean? Like that God is giving birth to a Jesus revolution on the day of atonement. And this year it's like, ladies, this is the hour that we were born for millennial ladies. This is the hour we were born for. It's so <laughs> exciting. So. Wow. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hyped. It's just, <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it though. Cause you just, you know, you, when you feel, you know, you just, you get the Lord on you and you just want to share. You're so passionate about, I mean, that's why you carry and, and release the words. Cause you're so passionate about it. And, um, I, I'm sure you have so many testimonies that we can talk about when women come to your meetings so and just yeah. get healed from trauma. And I mean, I know you've seen, I've read some testimonies where it's just, weights fall off and they just go home not the same. And so yeah. I encourage you, if you are able, um, if we can uh, pop up that flyer one more time, if you're able to go to this event and then uh, Jennifer Martin's there, she's on Elijah yes. Fire. Um, so it's just amazing. If, if you're able to make it, I mean, I would definitely really encourage you to go, uh, especially if you need encouragement. Um, and inner healing. And, you know, I just definitely encourage you to to go out um, to that meeting if you get a chance. I know it's going to be amazing, Krista. What's so wild about this particular summit is that it is going to be held at the Champion Mill Convention Center in Hamilton, Ohio, where my mother was working when she got pregnant with me. Oh my gosh, full circle. Full circle. So my it was actually a paper mill um before it they turned it into this huge sports center. 
um, in wow. a convention center. And the Lord said, I want you to go back. I want you to go. This is like another origin point. And he said, you know, in the way that my mom stewarded me and taught me and she introduced Elijah list to me and like cultivated me and in my gift so that I could be who I am today. I wouldn't be who I am today without her. The Lord said he is going to do that. He's going to release that over the mothers that come, um, not just to be excellent mothers, but to be revivalists in their sphere of influence. And um, because it was a paper mill, I felt the Lord say that this was going to be uh, an event where God was turning the page on an old chapter and that he was going to be writing an entirely new story for the women that come to this, that, that he was going to interject and he was going to, to begin to edit their storyline where the past story had been one of brokenness and sadness and, and trauma. And Mm -hmm. um, this next one was going to be the story of the championship. It was going to be the story of being victorious. It was going to be the story of God's justice being released in people's lives. And um, so I'm really just excited about all of I'm it. excited about it too. I'm so excited. You know, we had um, David Herzog on yesterday and I really felt like um, before he came on, like he needs to pray for everyone because he has such a crazy healing anointing, a healing yeah. gift on his ministry. I'm like, you need to take some time to pray. And um, Elijah's dreams received emails of people who got healed. And one lady wrote in and said, I had a frozen shoulder and I couldn't lift my arms up. And now I can, I have no pain. Wow. And so God is moving. I mean, God is actively moving and people that are willing to say yes and just be like, yeah, I'll pray. And you know, like you're holding conferences and if you're willing to go and just show up, I mean, God is ready. (laughs) He's ready and waiting to touch you. And so it's just really encouraging. I mean, it's, I love having you on Krista and I love having all the guests on because everyone is so anointed by God in such a unique and special way. And then even some of what you talked about have blended with what Tim Sheets uh, talked about this week. And so it's cool to see the Holy Spirit weave through all these shows and um, just do what he, he, only he can do. And what, what he does best is change us and touch us. And I love having you on. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all your amazing seer gift with us and your visions. And um, we love it. It's amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today. And you all don't want to miss tomorrow's episode because I will be on with Bobby Connor. And I guarantee Bobby always will like wrap up the week and like put a bow on what everyone else said. Uh, So it's amazing. You don't want to miss tomorrow. Um, Join us right here with Bobby Connor. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.